0: This episode of the Chai Lounge has been sponsored by Mister Cube. Mister Cube is a compact live streaming device that brings the Azan and Salah live into your home. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, everybody. So I decided to start a podcast. Welcome to the very first episode of the Chai Lounge with myself, Safira. It is a podcast by Muslim women, for Muslim women, where we have the opportunity to have soothing conversations over a cup of chai. I know a lot of you do know me through the radio show, but I'd love to reintroduce myself to the audience. And it's very heartwarming and it's very emotional. It's also wonderful to have my sister with me for my very first episode of my podcast. Tay, assalamu alaikum, welcome to the Chai Lounge. Salam's. Hey, assalamu alaykum. Welcome to the first episode of The Chai Lounge.
1: Assalamu alaykum. It's really great that I get to be a part of this new journey with you.
0: So I'm going to ask you to shoot with some questions. I know you're a little bit shy, so we're going to shoot with some questions. You know, we've been planning and plotting and I never had the courage to do it. And this year, my whole philosophy has been we're not growing, we're blooming. And mm-hmm. part of that means doing the things that scare us, doing the things that we really want to do. And that's why episode one, here we go. So I'm going to ask you, you can go ahead, ask the questions and I'll answer them to the best of my ability. Okay, let's go.
1: Aside from being my sister, tell me who is Safira Akaka? <laughs>
0: um, I am a radio presenter. I am a philanthropist because I love taking care of people and taking care of humanity. Those are very strongly linked to my identity. I... Don't want to call myself a personality, a social media personality. You know, I, I shudder to call myself that. But I'm a radio presenter, philanthropist. I'm a sister. I'm a daughter. I'm a friend. I'm a wife. And I'm a mom. So that's who I am in a nutshell. And I have a journey. And I have a gift. And I want to share it with the world. And that's why we're here today.
1: If there's one word you could use to describe yourself, name it one word to summarize everything you just said besides
0: i am safira kaka but i'd also use another word i'd use tenacious i know what i want and i'll go out and i and i'll i'll do everything to get what i want and to be who i want to be and that's gotten me not into a lot of trouble <laughs> It's going to be into a lot of trouble, but also in the same time, it is who I am. I'm tenacious. I don't give up. I don't ever give up. And when it comes to my goals, I don't stop.
1: You are your grandmother's daughter. I am. Okay, the next question. So you mentioned that it took you long to start the podcast because you were nervous, but what are other reasons that delayed it? And what made you decide on naming your podcast
0: The Chai Lounge? So in 2020, I had a mentorship session and it's, you have to know life is a journey, you in a car and you driving, but you've got to know what the stops on this journey are. You've got to know what the destination is on short-term trips and long-term trips. And prior to that, I was all over the place. And in 2020, I had this amazing mentorship session and I realized I want to start a podcast, and I have this habit of procrastinating. So I was, should I, should I not? Should I, should I not? And you know, I love research, so I was Mm -hmm. researching it in deep, in depth, in detail, making sure I had all the facts on hand. And I, I could never take that step because it's not, it's not failure that scares me. I failed many times. I've done many things. I failed, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. um, what really does scare me. And I had to do a lot of self work. I had to do a lot of, um, the last year or so, the last two years have been about healing and questioning certain aspects of myself that I didn't want to confront. And I realized along this journey that the fear was never failure. The fear was actually success. That what if this works? What if, Mm-hmm. I, I go out there and it, and I achieve my dreams and I achieve everything I want to. And, uh, we believe as Muslims there's khair in every delay. So I don't, I don't, um, regret not starting it sooner. I believe that the timing is right now. I've done the necessary work and I no longer fear that success because I know that I'm worthy of success. I deserve success. I deserve <laughs> to be in my winning era. And, it was a power, powerful mindset shift. We've been through some difficult times. Um, 2022 was tough, you know. Mm-hmm. It was, you're going through all of these things, all of these crises, all of these things are happening one after the other. And you're almost in this constant alert survival mode. Mm-hmm. And people often think that when you're going through something difficult, that's the tough time. It's actually not.
1: The recovery period. Yes,
0: when everything is has stopped. And 2023, you've got to sit with, oh my God, this happened. I nearly lost mm-hmm. my father. I nearly lost my mother. We nearly lost our sister. It was so much that had happened in such a short span of time. And I'm in survival mode and I am depleted in every way and emotionally I'm wrecked. And when you sit with yourself in those quiet moments, you think, oh my God, <laughs> wow. And you know, it plays on your mind. The anxiety um, emerges, emerges you kind of get depressed and there's nothing now no new crises to try and douse fires so mm-hmm. you're no longer in that survival mode and you've got to sit with these difficult emotions and it's it was difficult 2023 started very very tough it was it to deal with this to deal with the emotions i think mentally i was i was in at, at a low point um, we took this walk on in averenza which is close to the house in On New Year's, the day, uh, New Year's Day 2023. And my son captured this image of myself sitting on a bench, and you could see I was visibly crying. And you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not a Mm crier. So for me, when I look back at that image, I said, I'm so unhappy. I'm so sad. And I had to say, okay. How can I get into a state of healing? I can heal everybody around me. I want to heal everybody around me. But how do I get into a state of healing? And I had to do a lot of self-work and a a lot of work on my self-esteem and a lot of work on my insecurities. And it's very difficult to confront. It's easy to confront your traumas. And this one did this to me. And that one did that to to me. But it's difficult to confront your negative traits, your toxicity. And I had to sit with all of that. And 2023 was a healing year. It was a year where I'm not completely healed, but I went through a lot of situations where I had to confront things that had happened and go for therapy and go for alternative therapy and sometimes just be in a state of I'm okay with who I am. And it all emerged in 2024 being such a wonderful year. I mean, started off with such wonderful news. Alhamdulillah, everything is is better. Mm-hmm. And I want to share my journey. I want to share every aspect of, I think, as an Umar, as, as women in an ummah we're craving authenticity. And we're only seeing glossed versions of people's lives. And I want to share different facets of how we get here, how we get to success, how do we get to failure. And this is the platform when I used to do it. So I'm excited. It's the best quote I, I read is, This is not a year of growing. It's a year of blooming. And I'm going to bloom Mm -hmm. with all of you guys. And I'm going to bloom with my sisters. And we're going to do this. And we're going to share our stories and share what makes us amazing as Muslims, and carve our own niche in the podcasting space, which is the objective of this podcast. Second question was the child.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but uh, just take a moment and go back to what you said. Um, When you started the podcast, you mentioned that it's, a podcast for Muslim women by a Muslim woman. And then you spoke about your healing journey. And I think it's actually something really, uh, it's really good that you mentioned that, mainly because I feel like there's a lot of Muslim women out there who can relate to it. It's easy for them to get lost or be stuck in the survival mode. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a nice way to acknowledge their pain and their suffering Mm. and to allow them to heal. Yeah. And if I were to look at your Instagram, I would have this ideal picture of you in my head where I wouldn't know the backstory and what you had to go through. And I like that this is kind of normalizing Mm. it, you know, and taking away the stigma that you have to be brave and strong and perfect. Mm. You can have your flaws. Yes. And at the same time you can still heal and it's just that acceptance overall, and I feel that is women that's important for us.
0: Definitely, and I mean, I'm I'm your sister, mm-hmm. and you don't know what I've been through. Yeah, because I hide everything all the time. Everything mm-hmm. has to be perfect. I want to curate. People curate images on on social media I want to curate real life Mm -hmm. you know I will go out to make sure everything is perfect all the time Mm -hmm. and it's all about control and perception and I've got it I've had to let go of that I have to be vulnerable I've got to share a lot about myself I mean just this right now is out of my comfort zone and you said Mm -hmm. when you get out of the comfort zone it's it's reassuring
1: And I also think that as when you're an adult woman, it's only then you realize the unrealistic expectation society has of us as women. Mm. And yeah, it's time to break away from it, I guess. I,
0: I guess so. Are you
1: ready for the next question? You asked me why the chai lounge. Yeah, why the chai lounge?
0: So we grew up in a very traditional Indian home. It was a mark of our childhood where... Visitors come. You don't ask. You go and you put up chai. And I I remember my dad, our dad, (laughs) you know, uh, drinking his tea. It had to be strong. Mm -hmm. And chai, tea, is always about gathering. It's about sitting all together and drinking a cup of tea and talking and having conversations. And these conversations, I can hear them actually from from my childhood. It's, it's conversations in Gujarati, our, our mother tongue. It's conversations about, I remember Papa talking about the Quran. I remember it's just, it's conversational. And there's something about the tea that's soothing, the aroma of the spices. It, to me, it brings out something. Now you and I both drink our tea, black tea, strong, but it was always like a mark of getting together with friends. And having these heartfelt conversations. I remember on campus, you know, everybody would be making this cup of tea, sipping on the tea, who wants to have tea. In my home, it's like people come to the house, let's make tea, let's sit down, let's talk, let's let's discuss what's happening. And there's something soothing about a warm beverage when we're not throwing it at people. <laughs> there's something soothing about warm beverages. And this means... I want this to be that space. I want you guys to soothe on sipping conversation. I call it the chai lounge. I'm going to bring chai. My sister and I both don't drink the strong one. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll I want to have conversations over a cup of tea. And it's a more relaxed, you know, again, my rigidness. It's mm-hmm. its all about being very rigid. So it's going out of a comfort zone also by being more relaxed and having the space to have lovely conversations about things that matter to us as Muslim women.
1: Mm-hmm. I actually really like the meaning behind you choosing it because I think that like us, a lot of others can relate to that cup of tea. Like for yes. us, we know when we go home, Nas will always be yelling about how everyone forces her to make tea, but she'll yes. still make it. Yes. And it was some of the best sibling times, yes. you know?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So, yeah, can we go on to the next question? Sure, go. You <laughs> did. So, what
0: is your motto for this year? I think you mentioned it. I did mention it, but the, the other big theme for me has been over the years, and you have told me enough with this, but it's always been gratitude. It's it's always been. I started this. Let me tell you why I started it. Mm-hmm. I always like wanted things. Like I want. I want this. 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 Why am I not getting this? And then somebody said, um, I think I was listening to a podcast. It was it was during lockdown where they mm-hmm. said, you know. Um, There's a verse in the Quran where Allah Ta'ala says, "If you're grateful, I'll give you more." So I wanted to be grateful for very stingy reasons, very, very s- selfish reasons, mm-hmm. because I want things. I'm going to be grateful we because like I want nice things. We <laughs> like nice things. I want nice things. I want things. Mm-hmm. And I started, okay, every morning, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for this. I have that pink journal, and I would, in your room, doing the show <sighs> in lockdown, jotting down, okay, and everything was materialistic on that list. Everything was my house, my Royal Albert china, which belongs to my dad, (laughs) my coach handbag, everything was materialistic. And I was like, okay, now when am I going to get stuff? Because I'm being grateful. So now, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, and it was 2020 and then it was 2021. It was a bit of a difficult time. (laughs) I don't want to cry. Um, It was punctuated with a big loss. I got something that I never, Alatala like gave me something that I never thought I would get. It was the opportunity to adopt a child. And it was like, wow, you know, Um and this child just, it came into our lives and it was the most amazing like week, even though we had COVID, it was, it was a really lovely experience. And I was so grateful for that opportunity. And unfortunately, The adoption process didn't work out and it was devastating. It was so devastating. I was so angry. I was so angry. I said, why you, why give me something and take it away? Why is everything Mm -hmm. in my life so hard? Like Mm -hmm. I want, I wanted this and you gave it to me and you took it away from me. And Again, I think for me, every time there's these events, it, it like prompts me to investigate deeper. I want to understand why. I want to know the reason why this was given to me and taken away from me. Mm-hmm. And I then went into, it was, it was difficult. It was a difficult couple of months. Um, Daddy got very sick as well. You know, it was, he got mm-hmm. COVID in that, in that same year and he survived it. And. Something switched. I don't know what switched. It was, it could have been so much worse. I mean, when I lost a child, I had COVID. I was so sick. I could have lost my life. Um, Teddy was okay. He, he survived COVID and something just switched in me and said, we are so lucky. And at that time, I had this, this open line. I, I remember it specifically. And I, and I asked, how is COVID affecting you? And, day, people would say, we don't have money for bread. (laughs) I have a BM in my garage, but there's no money for bread because people had, unfortunately, used credit cards and they didn't understand how intense the lockdown would have been. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I looked at our situation and I looked at, you know, we were both working, Shane and I, we were, I mean, our incomes had not stopped, Alhamdulillah. And I had to pause and reflect um, and say, thank you Alatala for everything because when you have people messaging you and saying there's nothing we have nothing we can't even go to an NPO we can't go to an NGO people are auditing my life they think I have a lot of money and stuff we don't have anything can you please help and Shakira and I started that COVID fund and it just switched there was a switch to say there has to be a refocus on true gratitude, which is, mm-hmm. you know, we are so blessed. We are so, so blessed. There is blessing in every part of my life and it has nothing to do with material things. Absolutely nothing to do with material things. And it just, that, that focus started. It said, Alhamdulillah, gratitude. And I know I would drive you crazy when I would say, you know, we had 2022. So my mom had cancer, and my dad had a heart attack, and it was it was a hectic year, guys. It was hectic. And I would say, well, the lesson there is gratitude, and be like, please don't start this, please, (laughs) please don't start it. But it's always been for me because Alhamdulillah for blessings. It's it was a powerful mindset shift when you shift from a mindset of abundance to a mindset of lack that is attributed to gratitude because Mm -hmm. if you're not grateful, it's always, I don't have this and I don't have this and I don't have this. But when you're grateful, it's a, it's a mindset of abundance that I am so blessed. I'm so incredibly blessed. And it's almost magnetic because things do come to you. Things happen to you before we came into the studio. So Alhamdulillah, this year I'm going to be going for Hajj. I'm going to take you guys on the journey and I had a list of things that I needed to purchase for Hajj. And it was like a whole lot of stuff. I need to get this. I want to get these cute bevel bags. I want to get this. I want to get that. Before I come Your to school. My ways are showing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My pushy ways are showing. Before we g- come here, I open a package and everything I wanted is in that package.
1: I a gift from a friend. God walks in mysterious ways. Alhamdulillah.
0: Alhamdulillah. So that's the, the that's the, So that's the whole philosophy. It's always been gratitude. Alhamdulillah.
1: I'm actually really glad that you brought up the topic of gratitude because I feel like it's easy for us to take things for granted, as you said. And when you change your perspective, everything around you changes. Mm -hmm. I know with me in my career, there isn't a day that passes by where I interact with people that make me realize how much I have. And I read a quote a while back that said that in a day we have time to focus on our jobs and then it's like for me, like say gym and then there's other things. But you Mm. have to get to that point where you make time to Mm. thank him for everything he did. Mm. And once you start to thank him uh, properly without expecting anything in return, you start to realize that where you are at this point in life is exactly where he wants you to be and everything you have is exactly what he wants you to have. And that also starts making the healing process
0: easier. Absolutely. Because you start accepting your life for what it is. Absolutely. So yeah. There's also another another powerful aspect in you know, you say we want things constantly. Mm -hmm. We do. We want nice things. Yeah we do. And we make dua. We Mm -hmm. always make dua. And I think another it was a saying or quote that resonated with me last year when I when I saw it, it said Allah's delay is not a last denial. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was also another powerful mindset shift that everything we ask for, we'll get. And if it's not now, then it will be at a stage where it's: where you're ready to receive it. And if it's not, then you'll get it in a place or in a space or in a realm where you will not have a single regret about not getting it in this world. Mm-hmm. So again, that that's, that's an, another mindset shift. So, inshallah, we'll have those lovely things when our advice get accepted.
1: Okay. So, one last thing I actually want to add on before we move yeah. to the next question is that I also think that when you pray desperately for something and you don't get it, or when things that you really want are removed from your life, Allah will always show you the reason why at some point. And You'll wake up one day and you'll be living like your dream life and mm. suddenly then it would make sense and you'll be okay with everything that went mm. away, you know? Yeah. And you'll realize that yeah. but I never actually wanted it.
0: Exactly. And and that whole that whole phrase also there's there's a hair in a delay. Mm-hmm. Like I want it now, but it's not gonna be good for me if I have this now. Yeah. I mean look at look at the hajj. Alhamdulillah. We waited eight years and There was points where we really thought, okay, if we get accepted this year, there is no way we'll be able to go for Hajj. And just the thought of deferring it, Mm -hmm. like it almost like clenched my heart, like made my heart feel like, like I I don't want to do that, you know, or I'm going to have to crowdfund this Hajj, (laughs) you know. And it came at a point where we're able to say yes. And I think it came at a point also where I think Allah knows that I need this. I need this because I'm in a good space in everything else, but I need to improve my spirituality. I need to get closer to him. And it's coming at the right moment. And that eight-year delay, there was so much of gher in it.
1: And you also need to make a rapha to ask for Yes, I
0: need to make a rapha to ask for you (laughs) and for everybody else and for Nas and for everybody else. Yeah, but me first. Yes, of course.
1: Okay, next question. So who would you consider to be the best guests to host in the Child Lounge besides me.
0: I want to host women from all around the world that, have, that are authentic, living authentically, and they've made a difference in any field that they're in. And I want them to share their stories, the ups, the downs, the difficulties, the challenges, the happy moments. And I want to create a space. The podcast space is saturated I know that. Mm -hmm. But I really believe I have the ability to create a space for us as Muslim women where at every episode you're like, okay, I learned something. I learned Mm -hmm. something about the topic myself. And it's not a space for influences only of celebrities or famous people. It's a space for people of substance, people who have something to contribute to society, to an extraordinary ordinary Muslim woman. Come and join me. Grab a grab a cup of tea. Let's 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 find out about your journey. Let's find out about you, and share your story with us. And I'm I'm creating this space. It's scary and it's daunting, and it took every ounce of every ounce of courage for me to do this. But I'm creating a space not for me, not for only somebody who's a name brand, not only for somebody who's well known on social media. It's a space for you. Come and join me. Let's have some soothing conversations and good chai. <laughs> okay,
1: so today, what topics are we going to cover?
0: So, today, it's mm-hmm. just the introduction, but I'd love to give you guys an indication on future topics. I will be chatting, I'll do a series on my hajj, inshallah. I've got one or two personalities that are going to join us locally and internationally. I have, I want to talk about fashion, food. Um, Mental. I, I really like these topics about uplifting ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the mental upliftment, setting goals, mindset shifts. I want to talk about personal wellbeing and personal development. So obviously, we'll be covering that on future episodes as well. We're gonna go into Ramadan episodes. It's exciting because Ramadan is around the corner, and we'll chat about. At different aspects of Ramadan, the challenges, the spiritual spiritual ex- aspects of Ramadan itself. So again, I'm I'm looking forward to a range of conversations. We'll be chatting about a whole lot of topics, um, and we'll do a topic per show on that type of basis, and I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be interesting. What would you like to listen to in the Chai Lounge?
1: That's a hard question. Really? Yeah.
0: But if you were to like Tune in. What what would you like to listen to?
1: Earlier, you said something about you trying to uh, create an inclusive space for even an ordinary person. Mm. You know, and I've come to realize throughout the past year that every person you meet has a story. Mm. Where it's easy to just walk by people, but the times we actually take time out to talk to them, you'll realize something or they'll teach you something or they'll make you step back and think like, okay, I didn't expect that from you, you know. And like you said, the podcast field is saturated right now. Mm. But I feel like it would be nice just to hear the experiences of normal people mm. or not let me not use the word normal because it's not a great word to use but like ordinary ordinary you know mm. and to learn from them and how they got through challenges because being 24 i think there's a lot i can learn from people older than me as well as younger than me yes and i think that it would be
0: it would be less lonely
1: mm. you know mm. to know
0: that okay but we're all going through the most exactly. together exactly you know. And that's the thing, because as you said, people will look at my Instagram or even mm-hmm. just look at me and I'm always smiling, mm-hmm. but I, I do my radio show sometimes swallowing tears. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it, it's stressful. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's, there's things that happen and it happens to you. It happens to me. We're dealing with the life stresses and we have this this insane pressure as Muslim women that we've got to be perfect. You Know mm-hmm. our houses need to be spotless. We need to put up five star gourmet meals. We've got to be a good wife, good mom, um, Stepford vibes, um, run a successful business, have a career, and it's exhausting. It, it really is. It is exhausting. It is tiring. It's exhausting, and some days it's are challenging to get up and do a show and just go and just do what you need to do. It's challenging. It's difficult, Mm -hmm. but it's okay. You, you're not alone in your difficult days. We all have them. It's a Mm -hmm. real loved experience. We all have the good times. We have the difficult times. We soldier through it. We get through it. We adopt gratitude (laughs) and, uh, we listen to the Chai Lounge and give ourselves some inspiration, <laughs> give yourself a boost, and that's how we move forward. Yeah. Okay, final question. Yes. But
1: this is more a question I should be asking, Naz, than you.
0: Okay. Naz is our other sister.
1: What are your best tips for making a nice cup of tea?
0: Okay, here we go. So but if, don't bougie it. Like, no, no, It needs to no. match Naz's cup of tea. <laughs> I'm a foodie, and I can tell you there's many cups of chai that are made. But there's a method to which to, in which to make it properly. And we have a lot of... I think we have a disagreement on how to make the chai. First step, roast the whole spices. I don't believe in tea masala. Okay, so here's your spices. It's ilachi, cardamom. Mm-hmm. So three to four pods that you're going to smash down. You're going to put it into... A, not not a say You need that old steel <laughs> India kind of enamel, beer cums. That's what you're going to make the tea in. Right. It tastes way better in there. Paul. It tastes way better in there. Mm-hmm. Fine elachi powder. One clove only. Only one clove. A cinnamon stick. You need, this is controversial, a half a teaspoon of fennel seeds or sumpf.
1: No, absolutely not.
0: I believe in that. And one crack of black pepper. No. You're going to roast these spices and this is another way in which I differ is that I st- steep the spices in the milk. So you can do the milk, either loose tea or your tea bags, and you gently simmer that on the stove, then add in the water. So this is where I differ from a lot of people. It's going to give that that lovely boil. It's going to almost want to dirty your whole stove. Um, I know there is certain recipes if you want to go a little bit extra, a strand of saffron or some cardamom milk, can What do you call it? The rainbow milk, or even a teaspoon of milk powder. So apparently.
1: No, this is where I completely disagree with you. <laughs> this is too bougie. This isn't tea. So, I'm okay. sorry. This no. is
0: the method: boiling and boiling and boiling. And then you Straight. add your spices. Okay. So what's your method? It's Nas's method. Okay. Tell me.
1: So you boil the water. You add your spices. Sometimes she adds lemon grass,
0: which makes it yes. really nice. Yes, that does. Make.
1: And then it's the tea bags, the all of it boils and then it's the water, um the milk and then you're done. And there's nothing more comforting than her cup of tea. Like mm-hmm. yours mm-hmm. sounds good, but it's bougie. It is. So this is where Nas I'm comes going to in. Make,
0: uh, we're going to make two cups of tea and you're going to taste both and give us some ah, feedback. We'll
1: rely on Nas.
0: We'll, 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 She'll give us some feedback on the tea. And that's it. You drink that cup of tea and you have your friends and, or your sisters or your family or your, 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 your tribe around you. You sip your tea and you just have lovely conversation. So And roasting sessions. And roasting sessions. So if anybody has um, a cup of tea they want to share with us. Or recipe for the best cup of chai, you can do so as well. Don't forget mm-hmm. to drop me a DM on Instagram and I'll share the recipe with you on every episode. And um, that's, I think, where we're ending it off. Thank you so much to my sister for joining me for my very first episode. She's also out of her comfort zone on this one. It's, I'm really looking forward to us chatting and having soothing conversations and chatting about things that matter. So get ready to sip on some soothing conversations in the chai lounge with myself, Safira. Until we meet again for another episode. For now, it's via Manila and Assalamualaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh.
1: You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.